Thank you for connecting to this podcast for Faith Renewed. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Bibles. Anybody bring a Bible? Amen. Couple of folks. All right. Some of y'all are, what's the Bible? <clears throat> it's okay. It's all right. If you need a Bible, we also give those away at the Connect area, Connect booth in the back. So we want everybody to have one. If you are a version Bible app user, uh, you can go on and um, the live event taking place right now is a place there that you can share that if you like. Um, If you're one of those who love to go back to study notes later, you do need to save that event so it doesn't uh, delete and go away. You just should should save that there. And so I'd encourage you to do that as well and uh, get God's word in you. Amen. Uh, We are uh, in a series right now that we have been in for a little journey now for a little while and it's just been good. We've been going through the Old Testament together. And um, to, uh, what we've been doing over the last several weeks is we've been looking at and studying the book of Proverbs. And uh, today, I will say that this is the last week in the book of Proverbs. Okay, so uh, not of this, not of this series, because the Old Testament's not over. Uh, it's still going. So uh, we're, uh, we're still there, but this is the last week in the book of Proverbs. If you were not here last week, uh, Pastor Chris shared on uh, uh, Proverbs for Family, and I would encourage you, if you did not uh, hear that, go back and listen to that message. Download that podcast. All of our messages are there free. Go get God's Word in you. It was incredible, and um, I believe a great builder for where we're going to kind of step into even today, and so uh, I encourage you to do so. But before we do anything, I want to pray one more time, and uh, let's just ask the Holy Spirit to just, again, continue to do what only He can do. Amen? Only do what only He can do. And today we're going to talk about trust. So, Father, we pray to you. God, we come to you. Lord, we're thankful today for all the words of wisdom that we've been kind of just grabbing hold of from the book of Proverbs and always from your good word. And so, uh, Lord, today we ask, Father, that you would just help us to trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Trust is a very important thing in a relationship. Amen. Uh, it's so important that, uh, that in, of any relationship that you have, that you trust the one that you're in that relationship with. Uh, and trust is one of those things that once it is broken, sometimes it may be difficult to get back, and sometimes that has to be built back. But trust is so crucial in a relationship. And um, I have been blessed uh, to be uh, married. Uh, now, we celebrated this month to, for 26 Years. Good years. Come on, somebody. Good years of marriage to that angel on the front row. I mean, I'm talking about 26 good years. <clears throat> you know, I, I heard someone's got up and spoke. They were, were celebrating their 50-year anniversary. They said, man, this has been the best 20 years of my life. And so uh, I don't know about the other 30. They didn't, they didn't say. But uh, all 26 might have been good. And also, this, some of y'all don't know this, but not only have we been married 26 years, we we, we dated six years prior to marriage. And uh, so uh, for 32 years, I've been a blessed man. Amen. And I was going to say the other, but I've been a blessed man. And I'm just thankful. And so, but I look back, our, our relationship has grown a lot. And, that, and that's what a relationship should do. A relationship should grow. It should mature. It should change. It should get better. And so it takes time that you build into that and you pour into that relationship. But I remember a time when... Um, Early on in high school, we began dating, uh, you know, or, uh, 
in a junior year of high school, and so that's just an interesting time of life anyway. But just as these young teenagers, um, we were in this relationship, and I believe loved one another, even at that young age. I, I knew in high school I was going to marry her and, uh, and that she was the woman of my dreams. And so and I already knew it. it was just a, I'm just thankful for that. It took her a while to figure it out, uh, you know, but uh, we finally convinced her. But I, I remember when there were moments and seasons, and for a large part early on, we didn't trust one another. Now, it got humorous now because we look back and we see some of the things that were done. And, you know, uh, I mean, just, you know, even like I would go like, you know, in between classes, we're in the same high school together. And in between classes, I would run to her class and so I could walk her, you know, to her next class. And we're questioning one another. We're like, do you, you know, did you talk to anybody? No, did you, you, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, it just, it just got, it got crazy. It's kind of weird, you know. But we loved each other. I believe you can love someone and not trust them. I believe it happens. Uh, and, and we didn't trust each other early on. And, and I, I couldn't never really think of a good story for, of, of really kind of like when I didn't trust her. So I, I'm going to share one when she didn't trust me. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, okay, uh, and that's not true. There's probably way more on my end. But I, I remember, and I asked permission. I always ask permission before I do such. Um, that when we were uh, in high school, I, I was working at, at Kmart, um, uh, the Blue Light Special, man, you know. And I remember, you know, working at Kmart and, uh, and worked there several years, di- several different positions. One of the positions that I had, I was, I was you know, worked as a cashier and uh, checked people out, you know. And so uh, as I was checking people out, you know, I, I found out that there was somebody checking me out. <clears throat> and uh, it, it was actually like uh, the head cashier who uh, kind of, you know, was kind of flirting with me a little bit. And, and Angel, you know, didn't trust that I wasn't returning that back. Now, you know, we didn't have text messaging and, and, and Facebook messaging and all this kind of stuff. Back, back in the day, we used to do this thing, guys. It's a trip. Uh, we used to take a piece of paper out. I write on it. It was awesome. I mean, like write on it, fold it up, give it to people, stuff like that. And so Angel wanted to do this. She wanted to test my loyalty and to see if she could trust me. And so uh, her and her mama, and her mama was involved with this. Yes, a grown woman. But uh, was involved with this. And again, it's funny. But uh, it, it, it was actually where they wanted to see if I was trustworthy. And so they did this. At Kmart, I was closing one night at Kmart. And, um, and I actually was checking out, man, people and doing my thing. You know, mullet was just beautiful back then. It was just so wonderful. And I just remember those times when, you know, I was doing my thing. I came out of Kmart, closed that night. And as I came out of the, uh, the store that day, and as I was walking to my car, uh, Angel had done something. Uh, she, she wrote a note and she had placed the note on the windshield of my Pinto. And, um, yeah, I drove a Pinto, and so it just tells you even more. She loved me, because if you drive Pinto, pick up something like that, you the man. You know, and it's just love. So, so but she, she, she wrote this note, and she placed it on the windshield, but here's the, here's the kicker. It wasn't from her. She signed it from the girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she signed it from the girl who was kind of had been trying to flirt with me or whatever, and so... You know, I, I saw as I was walking to my car, there were islands in the parking lot of this Kmart. It may still be there to this day, I don't know. Uh, but there were islands there, and they were actually parked behind the island of, 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 the, uh, of, of, of there at Kmart in the parking lot because she wanted to wait and see how I responded when I got the letter. 
Now, back then, I had 20-20 vision. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fainted a little bit, but I saw well, and I actually saw them part behind the island. <laughs> ah, thank you, Jesus. And it was just the grace of God, sovereignty in his sovereignty. But, but as I went towards my car, I saw them behind the thing. I almost went to them, but I was like, no, I went, and I got the note, and I read the note, and I read it when I had this look of disgust on my face that somebody else would write me a note from some other woman other than my woman. And I took that note and I crushed it up and I threw it down that day. <clears throat> A few years later, she married me. <laughs> but trust is crucial. And I, I want us to see today that it's important that we trust well, I think we've grown and graduated a little bit since then, and we've moved forward. But trust is so important. There are many people today that have been hurt and have been wounded, and I actually know folks that have told me this personally. They don't trust anyone. I just heard it, that they, that they don't trust anyone. Trust is, again, one of those things that can be very difficult to be rebuilt once it's broken. And I think what has happened is this. We've done this. We've taken what happens through the relationships in this earthly world and we've somehow kind of brought that into the relationship that we have with Father. And I think we go into this a lot of ways, and we don't truly trust him in so many ways. We're guarded. We kind of hold back certain areas of life. And I want us today to really kind of dig into the place to where we can trust him. Because here's the truth. Man may fail you, but God never will. He never will, never has, never will. If something went wrong, it wasn't God that messed it up. It was not him, and so we trust him. And so the Bible, we've been turning to through this, the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. You should be there. It says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Look at your neighbor and say, with all your heart. Amen. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Tell your other neighbor, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. Verse 7 says this. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Now, I want to do this. We're going to, we're going to give you three things from those two, first two verses that are so crucial in this. And it's just straight from the Bible. And so we see it this way. When it reads just like this, if you're taking notes. Number one is this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust is this. Trust is us having a confidence in him. That we're confident in the fact of what he speaks and what he says to us. And so I promise you this. As we dig in, as we go, we begin to trust in him. We can just settle and rest in that. Because I think a lot of times we believe like, man, this great God can get us to heaven, but he can't take care of us here on earth. Oh, man, this is, the, this is so far from the truth. We can trust him in all ways. And, and, and here's one of the big things that you can do to ask yourself, am I trusting him? When something happens, let me ask you this. What do you go to first? What do you go to first? What you go to first will determine what you trust the most. And so what do we do this? When something goes down, do we go to him? Do we go to the medicine cabinet? Do we go to the, the store? Do we try to find a bottle or do we try to find something else? And then when that don't work, do we look for the next thing? Listen, do we trust in the Lord with all of our heart? Now, trust is a big deal. Some of you are like, man, you know, your pastor, you don't struggle with trust or whatever. I want you to know kind of just something that, that can be so far from the truth that we have to continually make up in our minds that we trust him. 
We had the great opportunity as anytime our men come together, we have a active ministries within this church. One of those is the men's ministry. And so we were getting together a couple of years ago, I think three years ago, and we did a men's retreat. And on the men's retreat, you know, we, we got there and, you know, men do like cool man stuff, you know, and, and uh, it's like what we do. I've, I can always tell when there's been like a woman's event at the church. There's like flowers left over, you know, and, and like, you know, pretty little foods and stuff like that, you know. When it's guys, it's just like not that. And uh, so, so I'm like, I can tell. And so like ladies do like really sweet things and cute things, but, but, but guys, all, we do cool stuff. One of the things like cool stuff that we did was we gave every guy when they came to the men's retreat a wood chip. Wood chips is a lot like cool, man. It's like wood chip, bro. And, and so everybody got one. It was not no flower. We got a wood chip. And so one of the things that we did on the wood chip was this. At the end of the retreat, after kind of by being spoken into, we had some great men speak into our lives that weekend. One of the things that we did was at the end of the retreat, we wrote on the wood chip the area that maybe we feel like the enemy attacks us the most. Maybe the area where we struggle or whatever it may look like. And, and I wrote a word on my wood chip because this is actually the exact one. And you may not be able to read it from there, but it says one word, trust. And for three years now, this has been in my back, and for three years when I go to get something, I see this, I run my hand across it, and I'll pull it out. And it's a beautiful, wonderful, wonderful reminder of this, that I can trust him. And, and this is how I want to trust him. I want to trust him with all my heart, with everything that I have. Pastor Chris was speaking last week about that we are sons and daughters of a father. And that's the most important thing that we remember when it comes to family. First, that, that above all that he's a father and we're sons and daughters. I remember when my sons and daughters were just, were, were just a lot younger. And, uh, and I wish, you know, so many times, you know, you could go back to that. You know, but time keeps moving on. And, and, and they grow up and we grow old and things happen. But man, I remember them being young. And, and in our home, right as you walk in the front door, we have a set of stairs. And so this stairs go just straight up, pretty steep set of stairs there. And so I remember when those kids were young that they would climb up on those steps. And, and I would get at the bottom of those steps and I would like hold my hands up. And I'm like, man, you can trust me. And I don't even have to hardly ever get that out of my mouth good. And all of a sudden, Oh, man, you know, because they trusted Daddy, and they trusted him. And I, I remember that, uh, you know, I had a couple that were kind of, you know, I ain't going to say who they are. You can probably figure it out, who were like really a little more daring than the others. And, and I, I remember they would just keep wanting to go up higher. Oh, man. And I, I, I remember like uh, one, of, one of my kids, that it, they got to the place where they were getting close to the top. And I don't, I don't care how much I love them. You know, that little body coming at that speed, coming down those steps, it wasn't always easy to catch, you know, but they trusted me. And some of us, I want to see this happen for you today. I want you to start trusting God. I want to see you start stepping up and stepping out because we can trust him always. We can trust him at all times. Psalms 37, 3 says this, trust in the Lord and do good. It's like simplified. Man, how does this thing work? What do we do, God? We trust in the Lord and do good. 
You know, what would happen and change in your life if we just started doing those two things? You know, we want to dissect stuff. We want to go deep into this or whatever, but just start it with that. God, I trust you and then do good. He says that we dwell in the land and we feed on his faithfulness. Who's faithful? He is. And we can trust him. Second thing the Bible says here, number two, is this. Lean not on your own understanding. Number two, lean not on your own understanding. Today, we can lean on him. We can lean on him. I I, I can look around the room. And as I look around the room, it just is a great example today of kind of what that looks like. Because, you know, we read stuff sometimes. And we're like, you know, kind of like, what is this practically? How does this apply? What do I do with this? What's an example of this? You know, every person in this room right now is leaning on on and trusting in your chair. I mean, I'm seeing some of y'all kick back. I mean, just laid up, coffee in your hands. Some of you got like Bible reading, kind of like, you know, you trust the chair. There's like nobody right now kind of like. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. Nobody's like, well, just in case, man, this thing don't get done. No, we trust the chair. You know what this is a picture of? How we're to trust him. How we are today to trust and lean on him. All of us, we trust and we lean into him. We trust him. Bible says things like when we kind of like do want to mix up trust and doubt. Maybe we want to get in a place where we're kind of walking in spiritual things and then kind of get back over here doing our own thing. The Bible says this about that. It says that we're double-minded. And a double-minded man, the Bible says in the book of James, that they're unstable in all their ways. And so we can trust him. And so we don't want to begin to mix those things. I, I just got back from, uh, you know, last week from, from Washington, D.C. with the family. It was a family trip. And, and as we went, and it was just kind of just a fun, good getaway, very tiring. It's one of those, like, you feel like you need a vacation after a vacation like that. But I found out that I simply, like, trust Siri. I'm serious. I just, I'm like, I trust her. I just trust Siri, you know? And I mean, you know, we just put it out there. We just lay it out there. And, and, and we have this thing, and I'm like still amazed by this. The young folks, you, you guys kind of like think this has always been around. GPS on a cell phone has not always been around. This thing kind of like has come over the last several years. And, and Adam, um, he, he usually rides shotgun with me and navigates and puts the stuff in for me. And so uh, it, it, he, he got tickled on several occasions as I was simply amazed about how that there was a GPS on my phone. It was wild, man. And, 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 and what it would do is it's on the phone. It actually had a little speed limit sign. And it would, it would like, on the, this is on the phone. On the phone, it actually had the speed limit on there and tell you the speed. And then as I'm driving down through there, I'm just, like, amazed by this. I'm driving by, and then I see the next change of speed limit, like, going from 65 to 70. And I'm like, watch this. Let me watch this, see if this thing's legit or not. Bam! It flips over 70 miles an hour. Just like that, I'm going, dude, this is awesome. This thing rocks. This is so cool. And I started thinking, I trust the satellite up in the heavens to lead me down here on earth. And I don't know about you. I, I don't want to trust a satellite up in the heavens more than the one who created the heavens. 
I, I don't want that for my life, and I don't want it for yours. And so we can trust in this. And, and it was just amazing to me that just simply on the phone this would happen, and, and you would say these things to this. And I, I found out I wasn't saying it kind of like the cool way, you know, because I'd be like, hey, Siri, directions home. I thought that was cool, man. Adam corrected me. He said, no, man. He said, you're supposed to say, take me home. It's cooler. So now this is what I do when I, when I get in my truck. Hey, Siri, take me home. And, 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 you know, she takes me home every time. And, and here's, here's the truth. This is what I want you to see about the Spirit of God. There may be some of us today who maybe have done this. You've gotten our course. You, you've, you were like, man, I was going down this path. I was doing good, and I got off. You know what the Holy Spirit has done? And he's so good and gracious to us. He doesn't say, well, forget you, bro. I tried. He reroutes. He pulls us back. He draws us back into him. And I want you to know this today, that you can simply trust the Spirit of God. How do we do that? We go to his word. We open it up together, and every time he will speak truth in your life. And you have the Holy Spirit that you pray, and as you talk to, he speaks into your life and speaks into your situation. We see the results of that in Proverbs. Again, so many great things about trust in Proverbs. Chapter 22, verse 17 through 19. Incline your ear to hear the words of the wise, and apply to your heart to my knowledge. Apply your heart to my knowledge, for it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips. What if that's what we were speaking? What if we were saying this, putting this on our heart, speaking this forth from our mouth? Verse 19, so that your trust may be in the Lord. And I've instructed you today, even you. He's speaking to you today, every person here. Proverbs 16, 20, another. He says, he who heeds the word wisely will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is I mean, some of us are saying, man, I'm, just, I'm not happy. I'm miserable. I want to ask you, man, are you trusting him? Are you acknowledging him in all your ways? Are you getting to this place to where you're simply in all things leaning and trusting in him? Not kind of like sitting in this relationship with God like, I don't know if I can get all the way on this chair and trust God. Listen, please understand. You can step in. You can sit down lean back in his loving arms. He'll take you, he'll embrace you, he'll wrap his arms around you and love you like only you can. So listen today, you can trust him. And number three, the final one is this. He says this, acknowledge, acknowledge him in all your ways. Acknowledge him in all your ways. I, I want you to see some. At some point that we really study scripture and, and, and this is the truth. That word acknowledge is not how maybe in the English language sometimes we've kind of wrote not acknowledge something off as. It's not just simply that I acknowledge that. Like, hey, I acknowledge you in the room. What's up? No, no, no. It, it's, it's a word and it's the same word in the Hebrew that you'll see throughout the Old Testament. It's the same word and you'll see things like no and, and, and new this is personal. This is not casual. This is not relaxed and just lay back, but that we have the opportunity to know him, not just a simple recognition of. And, and one of the examples of that, God put on my heart this week, is in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. I want you to hear this. This is so important that we see this word. In Genesis chapter 4, it says that now Adam knew Eve, his wife. No, knew her. 
This is, this is intimacy. This is a personal, intimate relationship that happens. And it says this is a result of knowing him, that she conceived and she bore Cain. Listen, I want you to understand today that, listen, this is how we're supposed to have an encounter and relationship with God. Now, this freaks some people out. What I just said kind of freaks people out when you start talking about having intimacy with God, having this personal relationship with God. You know the reason that that freaks out so many people when you start talking about having an intimate relationship with God? Because this world has distorted and perverted what intimacy is. It has messed it up for us. And because, again, so many things when we look at and we see these situations, we shy away from the one we're supposed to have this real walking relationship. He makes a picture of that in the work of marriage. And this is why we need to do this. We need to wait until we're in a marriage relationship with someone until we know them intimately. Because that is the plan, and that's what God's will and desire and design for our life is. And so this is what we must do. We must come to the place in a relationship with God. Trust him. Trust him. On the same men's retreat and uh, we were on, and the, and the worship team can come around. On that same men's retreat that we were on that, 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 that weekend, we did something called a trust fall. Raise your hand if you're familiar with what a trust fall is. All right, y'all see me after church whose hand's not up? We'll introduce you to it. (laughs) Introduce you to a trust fall. Now, a a, a trust fall can kind of be scary. It It can be scary because this is what a trust fall is. A trust fall is not where I spoke of earlier, where we're on the steps and we see daddy with his hands raised. And we know, man, that he's there. And we, if we jump, he's going to catch us. That's cool, man. That's good. And there's some places and there's some things in life where we have that privilege to be able to see him. And he's clearly evident. He's clearly there. And it's all going to work out. But listen, let me ask you this. Do we trust him enough to do a trust fall. Trust fall is this. Trust fall is where we don't have our eyes on the thing that's going to trust us, going to catch us. Where we do this, we step up onto this high platform like we did that day. And we turn our back. And don't look down. And those hands that we were going towards when we jumped forward are placed over our heart so that we don't reach back and try to catch ourselves. I actually asked the worship team earlier, I said, hey man, if I do a trust fall, will y'all catch me? I'm not doing it because I couldn't trust any of these jokers up here to catch me. It's a tr- That's a true story. That happened in my office. I said, okay, I ain't, ain't going to use that. I'm just going to talk about it. But a trust fall is this. Place your arms over your chest. Turn your back and fall. Some of you need to do that this morning. You've been like, or if you can muster up enough, you'll step on the first step. As long as you see them there. Listen, sometimes it's, 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 it's this thing that we kind of talk about a lot. It's called faith. And this is the truth about God. So we can have faith in Him. 
we can trust him. He goes on to say in that very passage here in Proverbs, he says this, that he will direct your path. ESV and some other translations says that he'll make that path straight. Literally, that's the meaning, that he'll make your path straight. You know what that saying is this? Man, this thing is so messed up. It's so screwed up, man. This thing's not going to work out. Listen, as we turn to him and trust in him, acknowledge him, get to know him. There's nothing like knowing God. As we get to know him, lean into him, acknowledge him, let's straighten it out. I I promise you, he will. He'll always work it out in the end for you, for your good. Scripture encourages of that. I want you to do this right where you're at. Just stand with me, please. And as you stand, I want you to hear the passage that I just read today in Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. One more time. One more time. And I, I want you to hear it right now in, in, the, in the Message Bible. And it's, 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 it's a cool Message Bible. is a paraphrase of Scripture, modern, easy understanding language. And this is how it reads in Proverbs 3. It'll be on the screen for you as well. It's in your notes. Verse 5 says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. <laughs> it's a big difference. Ah, trust, yeah, yeah, trust him. From deep into your heart, God, do I trust you like that? Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on Verse 6 says, listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who'll keep you on track. Verse 7, I have to remind myself, and it tells this. It says, don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Three, I mean, so important words in those three verses. Do we trust God? Are we listening to Him? Are we run into Him? I want you to just, just simply just do this if you would. Just bow your heads and close your eyes right now. Oh man. God, I thank you that you're with us right now. I trust that. I trust it. Your word's clear that as we gather, you're with us. Your word's clear that you never leave. You never forsake us. The word's clear that you're very present help in the time of need. But your spirit, God, is one who walks alongside of us as a comforter, as a counselor, and as a friend. Thank you, Lord, for the promises in your word that we trust in you. We trust it. God, we repent from allowing earthly relationships to mess up the trust level we have with you. God, I pray that each person in this room, the areas where there's maybe a places where they need to surrender, that today, God, they'll cross their arms, turn around, fall back to your arms. Areas, God, today that we need to listen. Areas today, God, that we need to run to you. God, today, Lord, we step out in faith. And we step in in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want to ask you this morning. 
how there may be some, just some simple areas today that you need to trust God from the bottom of your heart. You need to trust in the Lord with all, all everything that you have right now. Maybe you haven't done that. Maybe it may start for you right now. Maybe it's just a spiritual aspect of it that you haven't just trusted God with your eternal existence and where you're going to spend eternity. You can trust God. You can trust the work that Jesus did upon the cross when he stepped out of heaven upon this earth and was crucified and died in our place for our sins and our shame. Faithfully, on the third day, he resurrected. We know he ascended to heaven. He's going to return again. You know what you can do? You can trust the gospel today. <laughs> Maybe you haven't trusted God with that. Maybe you haven't trusted God with your eternal existence. It's called salvation. It's called surrender. It's called having a relationship with Jesus. It's a beautiful thing. Does that mean everything goes good? No, it means everything will work out in the end for us. But today, if you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, in just a few moments, you have an opportunity to respond to that. You step out, you come to this altar, you step back into the care room, do something. Do not, do not stay where you're at. Get to know this guy. Get introduced to him. Get to know him. It's a beautiful thing. The relationships of this earth, listen, please don't let that mess up how the relationship with daddy can be for you. So maybe you need to trust him with your heart, with your soul. Maybe now it's just this. There's some areas where you just need to simply surrender. You need to trust him. All the way in, just all the way getting in. Not halfway. Maybe there's some things that you need to listen and hear. He'll speak to you today. And I want to ask you this. That very last thing in Proverbs said this. Run to him. I'll run to him. I can't think of that word and not think about the story of the prodigal son. It really should be called the story of the loving father because that's really who the hero is in the story. The son messed it up. He walked away. He took the inheritance that his father gave him. He messed it up. And he come to a place where he did this. He realized, he said, man, I'm out here. I've lost everything. He said, man, I want to go back. I want to go back home. Let the Holy Spirit lead you home this morning. He just turned and he began to walk back. He began to come to the place to where he grew up. He stepped onto that land and it was beautiful because the dad was doing this. The father was on the porch. the, the, The dad was looking for him. The dad was waiting on him. And the father did this. He ran. He ran the son. Scripture says he fell on him, grabbed him, embraced him. He said, my son was dead as life. They celebrated that. They celebrated it. Son didn't have to kind of get back in there, start doing things again and try to earn any. No, listen, immediately he stepped into the presence and daddy embraced him. Today is our areas in your life where we need to trust, surrender. Today we need to run to him instead of running away. Today maybe we need to listen, hear his voice. Maybe today even I just felt the Holy Spirit put this on my heart. Maybe you need to forgive someone who's hurt you and wounded you and broken your trust. I thank you, Holy Spirit, yeah, for whoever that is. Just receive that right now. 
you just forgive them. You just release them of that and you begin to step into what God has. No longer allowing that personal relationship to interfere and hurt the relationship. Because he will never hurt you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So right now, just right where you're standing. Today, if just to, there's areas you want to surrender and trust to God. Some areas that you need to just run to him in. Just right where you're at. Just as high as you can get them up. Both hands raised up right now, as high as you can get them to the Lord right now. I just want to pray over you. Oh, man, hands across this room. Raise them up high. So there's nothing to be ashamed about. Oh, raise them up high. How's you can get them? This is awesome. God, we surrender. We lift up our hands and trust to you. I want you right now, just see yourself right now. Is that, is that child coming off the steps? Coming in, getting ready to just come into his presence. Right now, just raise them up high. Now I'm going to ask you to do something. Get ready for this. Take those same hands. Now bring them down and just place them across your chest. Just right where you're at. Place them right across your chest. Now I want you to physically do this. Just as a show of faith today that you trust Him. I want you to physically to do something today. If the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you and many are responding right now. Many more may need to respond. Don't stop. Do this. Take those hands. Place them across your chest. And I want you to physically just do this. Just turn around. Just turn around physically. Just turn around. Close your eyes. Bow your head. You ain't looking around. Ain't nobody's looking at you. This is about you and God right now. And just and just right now, spiritually, just want you to see yourself just falling back into his arms. Allowing him today to just catch you and embrace you. God, thank you. Thank you. You always catch us. You're always there. Oh, man. That's so awesome. As I look around and see this right now. Come on, who else? Just turn around. Just, just here to fall back in his arms. Thank you, Jesus. Today, as the worship team closes out on this song, I want to give you an opportunity to do a couple of things. Listen, one, you can step back into the care room in the back. Talk to someone there. They'll pray with you. You can come to this altar. You can kneel. If you kneel and come to this altar and kneel, we're going to know you're here for prayer. We're going to do this. We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray for you. So if you need prayer, you can step back in the care room. You can step down forward in this altar. However you feel that, I want you to do that. But don't just stay where you're at. Don't do this. I want you to step out in faith for this. And maybe it's just this. The song they're getting ready to sing is talking about knowing him. If you just may simply just say, God, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. If that's your heart, I just want you to come. You can just stand and there's plenty of room. And just come and get, get in a place where you just come and you just get to know God better, just in worship and a relationship. And you want to surrender into that today. But God, we trust you. We trust you. And we thank you today, God. But you're always there. And you're, redrou- you're rerouting that. You're dreading us. You're taking us home. You're bringing us back into your arms today. We believe that's done today. We trust you in this. In Jesus' name. So worship team ministers of song. Step out. Come to the back. Come to the front if you need prayer. Or just come. Just go get in a place where you just get what God said. God, I want to know you. I want to know you more. This has been a podcast of Pastor Terry Rogers brought to you by Faith Renewed. For more information about us, please visit faithrenewed.org. For questions, feel free to contact us via email at info at faithrenewed.org.